0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Brinson. I'm your host. Talk some betting trends, looking ahead, as we do several times throughout the week. At the following week's odds, these are week ten odds. Joining me to do so, Tyler Sullivan, aka Sully. What's up, buddy?
1: What's going on? How you doing? I'm good.
0: Long Why time. a roll this
1: week, it's, I'm on a bunch of these with you. I know you really are. Yeah, welcome to you. Just you've been uh, you've
0: been wrangled in. <laughs> hey. hey. Be, i mean i guess it, could be, it. Wor- could be worse Could be, could be better could be worse um with t-
1: <laughs> i still can't get over the jim mercy press conference by the way
0: it's all i can think about
1: unbelievable it's so awesome with the the upper quadrant of the upper quadrant
0: upper quartile of the top quartile of the upper quartile i might I, change my twitter profile of that
1: it is residing is, in the upper quartile the it was the upper quartile of the upper quartile of, of press conferences for sure
0: it was the upper quartile of the top quartile of the upper quartile for press conferences. absolutely um anyway let's talk some betting trends we begin with the seahawks and the buccaneers playing in germany mm. um you know you think they could play that game like not like like i don't know not 6 a.m in germany is that what it, is that what it would be it's pretty early, three thirty. No, no, three thirty p.m. local. Never mind.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it's early for us. It's it's. I think it's perfect nine thirty a.m. for
0: us. But I mean, really? you could. Oh, no, no, I know what it is. It's it's like six thirty a.m. body clock time for the Seahawks.
1: Sure. Okay. Which is so, not yeah, whenever ideal. they have to get over there, or if they're over there, I honestly don't even know what what their flight schedule is. But yeah, now that's a little little off. But ultimately, what would you say? Six o'clock their time, like p.m. Yeah, I don't know, bump that up a little bit, call it an eleven a.m. a noontime start. No, yeah, they they something. Yeah. I mean, they gotta interfere with the ones, one o'clock, but still. I've actually got I their um,
0: John Boyle of Seahawks.com. Uh the Seahawks will leave Wednesday to head to Munich, where they will face the Buccaneers. In the first NFL game played in Germany. So, man, that is so you're leaving Wednesday. It's like an NFL bowl game, Pete Carroll said. You pick up everything and you go. Texas, we did it. We did it really well last time. We learned a lot. Matt Kapur is the star player. In this whole thing he makes the whole thing work. Really, we're going to get on the bus, get on the plane. We'll sleep a little bit longer. We'll be in a different country. It's really not that big of a
1: deal. Um, I'll tell you this, though. The the NFL did the the players or the people who cover them dirty. I mean, you're, you're going there in November and not October. Yeah. Not October? October, come, on, come
0: on. Um, Pete Carroll said this week's plan is, quote, really close. So what the team did for the London game, including the Wednesday evening departure, that thanks to the nine-hour time difference between Seattle and Germany, puts the team in Munich the following afternoon. And like four years ago, the Seahawks will start their practice on Tuesday, usually a weekday off for players rather than Wednesday, meaning they'll have gotten in two full days of work and practice before leaving town. So they're basically trying to keep it exactly the same as they did four years ago. Um, whoa. The Seahawks have one of the biggest fan bases of any t- NFL team in Germany. Did not know that. Hmm. Pete Carroll said somebody told me he got three million requests for
1: tickets. Okay. That's insane. All right. All right. Big Seahawks get fans over there. I am not I'm not hating it. I guess so. Um
0: any uh any <laughs> anything. Okay, I don't even know
1: if you can take well, any trends away from this. Well, this is well, this is kind of a you know, kind of an interesting thing then because You talk about how good the Seahawks have looked this year. First place in the NFC West. Geno Smith is like a legitimate MVP candidate. Everything that we've seen from the Buccaneers so far, outside of 40 seconds at the end of the game last week, tell you that they're not a good football team. I think anybody would say that Seattle at a neutral site would be favored, right? But they're getting two and a half points. That feels real fishy to me. Yeah, I mean... Especially I do you I mean, tell me like, there's a
0: lot of Seahawks fans. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's probably maybe more of a Seahawks game. It was one, though, and it's moved to two and a half. Yeah. Um, by the way, the uh the the Bucks will leave on their nine-hour flight, as we discovered via the you know, the the the, the wonders of the uh the globe and the natural physical uh, roundness of Earth that it's actually only like 200 miles further for the Seahawks to the Buccaneers because the Bucks are so far south and close to the equator that see, i'm serious like the circumference like to go all the way up to germany
1: like where seattle's just going straight across so they jumping like, onto the jet stream and, and doing all I that it's just stuff?
0: Like the, no it's like because the the further up on earth you go the shorter the circumference because the earth is not a sheet of paper it's not flat it's not flat wow yeah i know but no so like i mean i can actually show you with this is helpful um wow i feel like i'm in class this is great (laughs) this is why you watch on on, youtube folks so yeah if you you see this on yeah yeah if you're on tampa you're going from here all the way up to here to germany whereas if you're in seattle you're going straight across yeah i guess that makes sense yeah sure as a result like the 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 the, like when like the distance required to travel from tampa up like the 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 closer you are to the center of the earth the median point the equator The the further you have to travel, like if you were traveling from India to uh, Mexico, that's a long ass way. Yeah. Whereas if you're flying from Iceland to
1: England, I just can't believe you had a globe like ready to go. That was awesome. Actually, the third time I pulled it out. (laughs) That's like. um uh, so right. you're saying so you're saying flights won't really make a huge difference to- it,
0: it like you would think tampa is so much closer yeah. to germany but it's really not that much closer just because of the equator um and if if the bucks are leaving on thursday let's see the travel schedule i'm curious just um i'd like to i mean i'd like to know if you're leaving if you're leaving thursday I means you're probably arriving on friday i like the seahawks in the spot I'm a big, I'm a big, I vastly prefer the team that has more time, More, I think I prefer the team that has more time to
1: adjust to being there, maybe. Sure, and I also just think the Seahawks are better, which I feel like is so weird sure. to get, getting two and a half points. I mean, that's why I think that, you know, I, I led this off in the chat this morning. It just, this feels like a fishy line to me because if you were telling me that this is a neutral site game, I'd tell you that the Seahawks should be the one laying the two and a half against a Buccaneers team who is a league worst, two, six, and one against the spread. They have Ooh. not been able. They've not been a, a good bet this year. Meanwhile, Seattle six and three straight up, six and three against the spread as a dog, five and two against the spread. Everything's pointing Seattle except for the line, and that's what concerns me a little bit.
0: It, it's moved a, a full point and a half too towards the Bucs. Yeah. It was Tampa minus one. I thought it would kind of get to a pick em and not, not,
1: and it went the other way, which is very bizarre. It's do you re, and do you think that it was that? Really, was it that forty seconds of? We see the old Brady, and they go, okay. This is we're going to bank on this being the turning point for the Buccaneers, and they're going to Germany, and here we go. We're off to the races because I mean that's the only thing that I can really think of. Because even before that, they weren't that great. You know, they weren't moving the ball particularly great.
0: Yeah, is it is it possible that this is um, they, people looking and saying, man, Bucks, you know, Bucks are going to stop the run. Seattle's not going to be able to do what they want in that run game. The Bucks will be able to pressure Gino a little bit, and uh, m- and maybe you know we we don't see Seattle quite as dominant. All oh, they they've been good on
1: defense lately.
0: Like the last three or four weeks, they've been good on defense.
1: Yeah, No, You're saying the Buccaneers? No, the, the, the um no the the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean I I think like I keep saying Seattle feels like the better team just all the way around. Like sure. we're legitimately talking about them not only winning that division but like. Are they like a sneaky NFC team all of a sudden? Is yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm all in on the Seahawks. I'm with you. I, it is. It just the, feels a little weird to me. The line moving that way is the only thing that scares me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, like, like it's like, all right, well, I guess if you're going to give me three with Seattle. I mean,
1: if you're giving me three to Seattle, I'm taking to Seattle for sure. 100%. 100%. I'm hammering that. Yeah. But it's it's again, it just feels a little little, little fishy to me. It I always get
0: nervous when like the line moves in the total opposite way that I'm expecting it exactly, to.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so maybe, maybe it is. Maybe there's a lot of faith in the get right scenario for the Buccaneers. Because, I mean, this they are now back in first place in the NFC South at four and five. But still first place a very emotional win you know to get tom brady swearing at the at, at the post-game press conference and all that stuff he's hugging byron Leftwich. i mean it did feel like a little bit of an exhale type of a game for the buccaneers that they were able to walk away with that win
0: yeah like, i do wonder if it's a launch launching pad
1: yeah exactly yeah or they,
0: they're like okay then um if you look at the buccaneers schedule they are going to take a break so they have this game and then they're by and they know that one of the Falcons or Panthers, like the Panthers could be eliminated or if the Panthers win, the Falcons drop a game back, right? Because they play on Thursday. So they'll have seen what, how, that, what, how that plays out. And then the Saints, of course, who lost on Monday night, have to go play at the Steelers. Um, they could fall to three and seven. Um, you know, if you're, if you're Tampa, you could conceivably wake up with a two-game, or no, wait, a full game and a half lead over the Falcons, and with the the Saints and the Panthers looking like
1: they're done, and I'll and I'll tell you this too: when you look at Tankathon, they have like the rest of strength of schedule for the remainder of the season. They have the twenty ninth or the what it, the fourth easiest schedule in the NFL. Opponents' uh, win percentage is four twenty nine. The Bucks do, yeah.
0: I sort of think that it might be not a terrible bet. To I mean, two minus two twenty is probably too much to division winner. That's what it was uh, last. Yeah, minus 220 for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. We don't really want to lay that, but I mean, like.
1: They're in a position, and it, like I said, it does feel like maybe things have shifted a little bit because of that 40 seconds, but I still feel like Seattle. Okay, so 40 seconds as opposed to nine weeks of what the Seattle Seahawks have showed us. It just feels a little bit off balance. That's all I can say about that.
0: So you could bet right now on a parlay at Caesars. And I realize not everybody can do this, but you can take the Buccaneers, Ravens, Vikings, and Chiefs to win their division, respectively. So I mean, but I mean, feel pretty good about the Ravens. Yep. Right. Yep. Feel very good about the Vikings. Oh yeah. Feel very good about the Chiefs. Uh, and to Tampa minus two twenty, that's a plus one twelve parlay. That's fun. I
1: mean, I don't hate that. I mean, no. Like, the Vikings are minus minus three, 3,000. Like, the what Vikings are threw, minus- What if you threw uh, Tennessee in there?
0: Oh, where's Tennessee? Good call. I threw the Eagles in there, too. Titans in there plus 183. Throw the Eagles in there. Plus 242. Huh. Not bad. I mean, a lot of weird things can happen down the stretch, but maybe the move is to take out the... Um, anyway, this is probably convoluted, but whatever. Um, the Ravens are the only... I mean, I think the Ravens are going to win the division, but they are a little, like... I, minus 450 is pretty steep for them.
1: Hmm. right i mean if, if you really want to catapult it, throw the dolphins in there kind of brace for a josh allen decision what happens That's, with his elbow that,
0: that, that line. that line could move so quick wow it's down to four it's down to four to yeah. one already
1: i just i just was looking at it
0: oh man i meant to take that at plus five plus six to one last night crap um all right let's take a peek at uh, <laughs> uh okay anyway let's move on to another game sure I'll, uh, will, as we I'll go down the rabbit hole as, as I as I peek in my own. Oh, anyway, bills minus six versus Vikings. Sure. Yeah, there we go. And that could be we meant to do it. Um. I don't I mean, I don't see how you don't take the Vikings in this plus six. <laughs> the, like if Josh Allen's out, this line is like bills minus two. It's like I pick them.
1: Right. And, and so they were saying that they were still evaluating. I think Chris Mortensen of ESPN had a report that it was uh was it like a lap? It's almost like a baseball player. You know, in- it's like Tommy John ish. Okay. Okay. And, um, and, and so you're already seeing this moving considerably because the look ahead on this was nine and a half in the favor of the bills and you're coming out of Sunday. It's already, it already moved down to, it was, you know, eight and a half, seven. And it's, it is moving considerably now in the wrong direction for Buffalo. Not to mention the fact that the Vikings have been good, you know, as much as I, I've kind yeah. of, He's seven, the, one. Right. As much as I've kind of like beaten up, I feel like a little bit on Kirk Cousins and not really like having too much faith in him long term, they've played well. They can win these type of games. Last I checked, this game's at what one o'clock, so it should be fine. Like I'm I I think that you could very much roll with the Vikings in this one. At, as long as it stays under seven, because we still don't really know about Josh Allen, that would make me feel comfortable.
0: Uh, he's being evaluated for a right elbow injury. To the ulnar collateral ligament, a.k.a. the UCL and the related nerves, a source told ESPN's Chris Mortensen. Sean McDermott said, we're just going through it, still evaluating it, and see where it goes. I'll know more in the next 24 hours, and then probably be able to check in with the media back on Wednesday. So uh, we record this on Tuesday on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. If you're watching on YouTube, um, hit the like button, hit subscribe, turn on alerts. You'll be notified when we go live um Allen said there's some slight pain this is what he said for the game but we'll get through it I, I think there's a chance that they just could sit him for this game right like I mean, even if even if he's healthy you can't you, you can't get a uh, you can't get your quarterback your your franchise quarterback hurt in your super bowl season like you're better off sitting him for a year sitting a year for sitting him for a week and then bringing him back and like letting him rest i think
1: yeah, especially when you kind of look at what their schedule is ahead, too. Obviously, you know, they have Cleveland, and then it's a short week on Thanksgiving against Detroit. It's, you know, then you get New England on a following Thursday. It just, you know, it's going to ramp up, and they have a little bit more critical games. This is an NFC opponent. That matters. If you were to rest him, this would be the game. The rest are, you know, you have an AFC opponent, then it's a short week. You know, yeah, I just, that might be the that might be the move there. It, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily, you know, turn my nose to it if that was the, the course of action. Like we were saying, this team has much bigger aspirations than a- in beating the Vikings. Uh, in week 10. It, you know, it doesn't, this yeah. it need not apply. They, they have they've built up enough of a record at six and two that you can roll the dice a little bit. And if that means Josh Allen's healthy the rest of the way and you can still maintain the fact that you're a Super Bowl, the Super Bowl favorite, I, I, I wouldn't roll that out. So again, this one's worth watching.
0: Yeah, the um, – excuse me. The Bills have the Vikings at home, the Browns at home the following week. Then a Thursday Thanksgiving game against right. – at the Lions for the – at the Patriots. Oh, man, Jets at home, Dolphins at home. Hmm. Like, those are the games you, you need him for. You have to have those division games. Yeah. like you game, want – I mean, like, you – you could still lose the you could still end up being the two seed, and you know that's not prefer I mean, the one is much more preferable to the two duh but um I, I think that you you would rather win the division than have to be find yourself as a wild card oh, and you're absolutely. gonna win the division by by like if if you had to choose between and i know this is kind of a tough one to do like but like between the one and the two like you you could be the two seed versus the one seed. But but then like the like the alternate universe is you're the wild card versus the division winner. Like I'm saying give me the home I want the home game and the yeah, division win. I know win. what you're saying.
1: I know what you're saying. The the home gate as opposed you, you would value the home gate to a going on the like road the more reward, than having to buy. Reward. Right.
0: Yeah. And I mean the reality is you've got a you've got the tiebreaker over the Chiefs, but like the Chiefs are probably I mean, you know, if you if you if you press Josh Allen too much and he gets hurt and all you, you get the point. I mean, I just think that you got to be a little careful here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so th- this is again one of those things. If if we hear more about Allen, and if they do decide to do what we're kind of talking about, and possibly sit him, you're looking at Minnesota, what one and a half, two. Pick that's them. what I'm saying. That's why I would
0: take I would take the
1: Vi- I would take the Vikings now. Yeah, exactly.
0: Because I don't think if Josh Allen plays that it's going to shoot up to nine.
1: No, I don't think it's going back. I think you're probably looking at like seven and a half. That's probably nice. yeah. That's probably where we're going to sit. Max, I think, I think, I
0: think, I don't think it moves a time. I think, I think six is baked in like Josh Allen's point, but we don't know if he's completely healthy. Mm. Okay. Um, right. I Let's take a break. And when we come back more betting trends next.
1: Robert half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Uh, before we move on to another
0: game, somebody, Alex, over in the chat uh, did ask, Have we talked about how ripped Kirk Cousins is? Uh, we did at some point.
1: I think we did it yesterday.
0: Yeah, you, you okay? You and I, yeah, yeah. He's it's it's insane. Like not the six pack you would expect.
1: No, not at all. He, we were, talk, we were talking about him and, him and Mac Jones.
0: Yes, I, I should say
1: yeah. right. It, it's not the doughboy dad bod it is, is chiseled cousins. He's he's got. He's yeah, got a nice, I, said, he's... I said
0: I said I kind of expected more like Mac, um,
1: Mac Jones-ies. Yeah, no, this this he's cut. Kirk. Yeah, cut Kirk man. He's ready to go. Uh,
0: I'm trying to see if there's anything. Nope. So they're just not going to see that's weird to me that the, 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 just one more thing on the Josh Allen injury yep. that they would come out on Monday and say uh, we're we're just going to figure it out. I'll know more in the next 24 hours. And then, then he's like, I'll update the media on Wednesday. That that's feels- a long time to figure out if you're, if you're the, the MVP, the leader in the MVP race and your franchise quarterback and um, like, like one of the three best players in professional football has like a Tommy John situation going on.
1: Like, that, I mean, also, that that feels, and again, obviously we don't know anything. We're just speculating, but that feels to me when you say, Oh, I'll update you in 24 hours on a Monday and saying, you're not talking to me on Wednesday. That's more than 24 hours. That feels like more tests are being done because they don't like the first tests, right? Like that feels like we need to triple check. It, it, when get, somebody,
0: when somebody's like, I'll get you an update by Wednesday. It's like, I'm like, It's like, yeah, you probably could have just updated me on Tuesday because you're not like, you're 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 not getting like, you're not like, you know, just let us know whenever you find out doc, like no big deal. Like we're not really not in a rush to find out if this guy's okay. That's
1: exactly what we're saying. Like, it's, it's not like the bills are like, oh, you can only get an appointment on Tuesday at four. All right. Just take that and sit in the waiting room and you'll be fine. This has already happened. All these exams are already going, going on. This guy was
0: this guy was under the like under the microscope nonstop from like like the end of that game Sunday until Monday. Like, I mean, they're like you get those tests done immediately, and you know. And so if you if you're worried, it's a UCL injury. Didn't had he had a? Did he have a? Um, I swear I thought he had a a previous UCL injury. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Sometimes, um, Draft Sharks has oh, yeah, he had an arm elbow sprain in 2018. Josh Allen, arm injury 2018. Sorry, I don't know. I'm supposed to be Googling stuff, but I wanted to know. Yeah, you know what? We'll figure it out later. Anyway, I just, I just, um, I was on Jim, Jim Rome show on Monday, and he would point out that the, um, like the, the, the injury site, like the pro football doc, you know, and, and he's yep. like, I'm a, Rome was pointing, he's like, I'm an investor in it, just full disclosure, but like he said, the, the video that they saw, like made them extremely concerned for what could be the issue with that injury.
1: Talking about blowing up the entire market if something Explores. a little bit more serious happens.
0: Right then, all of a sudden, like Mahomes and because if Allen were to miss any time at all,
1: that Miami pick for the division is is live. Miami
0: becomes like two to one. Yeah. Um. Brian J has an interesting theory here. I don't know much about the injury, but my theory is he got injured against green Bay. And if he sat against the jets, it wouldn't have progressed to the degree of needing surgery. Now that's, we don't want to no, Don't post, don't post that coming up, but because I don't want to like, get sued by somebody, but I, I agree. I think there's a, you know, the way he was holding it, it's just very concerning. Because mm.
1: um, think about it like this. This is, this is, again, it's, it's tough to compare how each team handles injuries differently. But we heard about Aaron Jones and Gary in the matter of 12 hours from the Green Bay Packers after good news and bad news. Good news for Aaron Jones that he's probably going to be fine, could play this week, Gary out for the season. Josh Allen is more important than those players, I would say, just because of the position that he plays. And they're just a little bit close to the vest. That's a little concerning for me. That, That tells me or my instincts go up and say they're doing multiple rounds of tests because yeah. there, there's if they saw everything was fine then you'd say okay we're done we're good
0: see and this is the tweet that got my they got my antenna up on it too and I, not to belabor the point of josh allen but um this is ian report. josh allen is likely to be limited this week because of an elbow injury suffered late in sunday's loss but as of now it's considered a situation to monitor rather than ailment that would keep him out of the game, so to say. He's still undergoing tests, to be sure. Then you have Chris Mortensen, who, by the way, is very close to Josh Allen's camp. Um, he, he, he was, I mean, he's just been, he's been right on everything, um, that everything about Josh Allen. Uh, and let's see, Sports Injury Central, I guess, is the SI score. I don't even I need to be logged into this to, to get the, I mean, a, a UCL sprain right elbow. I mean, that's a problem.
1: Okay, anyway, moving on. Real quickly, though, let's just play the game here. Allen's out this week. We do get Case Keenum and Stefan Diggs going up against the Minnesota Vikings.
0: Oh, what about revenge? Revenge? Oh, oh my God.
1: I mean, you know. Adrian,
0: was that revenge or was that revenge for the Vikings?
1: See, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, this is the Miami miracle, bizarro world multiverse thing going on. That, that's kind of what it feels like. Interesting.
0: It is, yeah, it's like I don't know how that revenge works. It's a good call, that. uh Yeah, so Allen skipped the ball the next play. Interesting stuff. It's it. It is something to monitor. I find the timeline to be very bizarre, and it gets my antenna up. After having done this long, uh, long enough, where like when, when the team, you know, he's going to be limited, and they're we'll see what they say about it on Wednesday. I wouldn't be surprised if he's ruled out and late so if, in the week.
1: And so, if this thing goes back up, like if we hear, like, where are you at in terms of betting this at the moment? Right now, it's what, I would bet six, the Vikings right now. Bet the Vikings. I kind of want to bet the Vikings right now. Take the points with the Vikings. If this thing goes, I mean, how, it would have to swing. It would have to swing all the way in in Minnesota's favor for you to at all think about the Bills at this point, right? You would have to be getting points for Buffalo, or if this was even money, if, would I, had you feel,
0: if I had Minnesota plus six, and Case Keenan was announced as the starter, and it was a pick'em or Minnesota minus one, that I would probably take Buffalo. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I'm. I'm in the and same and kind just have that school. window,
0: and just like have the window where I, I can't lose. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So there's like a seven-point window where if it's a three-point game, which the Vikings have played these one-score games all the time, then all of a sudden you feel
1: um, pretty good about. I mean, they needed what a 13-point rally to beat Taylor Heineke. I mean, a Ken Dorsey, you know, a Ken Dorsey-led offense with Case Keenum, who I guess you know we already know he has a report. Steph Diggs. All right, like you know, you could. There's a conversation there. Oh, the Bills could still win the game. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why that's why
0: you don't risk Josh Allen if you think you can win it with Steph Diggs. I mean with uh with Case Keenum. Yeah. Uh moving along. Cowboys, minus five at the Packers. Wow. Imagine telling somebody this before the season. I was I was telling I was doing a radio hit, I think it was with Darren Smith in um San Diego. And I was like, I think next year before the season, I'm gonna i I'm gonna look, I'm gonna try and find maybe we'll do this for the podcast. Well, we'll definitely do it for the podcast, but like try and find like 10 just outrageous scenarios like come up with like the like and we'll, we'll score it and like each person comes up with 10 like just like idiotic like scenarios whether it could be like the jets go six and three you know like yep. or like the cowboys are favored in green bay in week 10 and mike mccarthy's first return to Lambeau field against aaron Rodgers, and it's like but Rodgers is healthy if i told you that before the season you'd be like well that's just you know you'd be like
1: that's not true Right, you would say you wouldn't believe I,
0: you would you would be like that is an idiot that's an idiot idea.
1: I would believe you more if you said that Sean Payton was the head coach at this point. Right,
0: Ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, like, I think, like, I mean, I don't, I don't even know that I could have like conceivably come up with that.
1: I know, right? Like, that's that's what's gonna, that would be interesting. That'd be an interesting exercise.
0: But I could, but like, I could, I don't know if my brain would be able to get to Cowboys favored in Green Bay in week ten. Aaron Rodgers is healthy. Every like. I mean, that's, that's a, it's a, it's a bridge too far. And yet not only are they favored Sully, the line is moving in their direction as we, as I predicted on Sunday when talking with a uh, breach in the early odds, this was four and a half. It's now five. The total is 43. I mean, any, uh, I mean, this is clearly a revenge game for Mike McCarthy, right? Or is it a re- yes. revenge game for Aaron Rodgers?
1: I don't know who who it's revenge. for probably Mike McCarthy more than anything. Going back into Lambeau. but this an emotional Mike McCarthy, by the way. This is just what Vegas and the oddsmakers are telling you. They have given up on Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. They Correct. may have been holding out hope because weren't they? They were favored going against Detroit, right? So, in you know they were favored in Detroit, right? I'm Correct. not making that up, right? It was like three and a half. Yeah, they were definitely favored. Yeah. And, and so you know, at that point, I think they're like, you know what, this thing's let's mail it in. This thing's toast. Rogers can't figure it out. Three interceptions in the red zone, two of them in the end zone last week. And like we were talking about yesterday, I mean, a couple of those, specifically the one to Bakhtiari, that was all on Rogers. He just couldn't physically get the ball to where it needed to go. He was just short on it. And so when you see stuff like that, and then you see reports of him dealing with the right thumb injuries out on Wednesdays, blah, 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 Your your antennas go up more than just Oh, okay, they're missing Devonte Adams. He's not making throws at certain points, which is concerning, and they're not running the offense like we were discussing.
0: With well, Aaron, um, yeah, there, yeah. By the way, that's uh, if, if you're if you're interested in a deeper dive on the Packers, yeah, uh, with somebody who covers them and watches like every play 50 times a week, um, check out Monday's show with Aaron Nagler, myself, and uh, Sully uh, doing the, the press coverage show.
1: And you have a a, a Packers team that are. It's one and two against the spread at home. Dallas, they're coming off the bye. They're a league best six and two against the spread. They're also six and one in their last seven road games against the spread. This just feels like this. The bottom could really fall out. If it didn't fall out last week in Detroit, it could really blow doors against the Cowboys this week at home, which we've already seen them lose to the New York Jets. So I mean, like it's not like Lambeau Field has become this place where they turn into a different team. They can very much be had here.
0: Absolutely. Um, looking at the uh, Ben Baldwin does you know the 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 NFL the tears weekly by like EPA per play you know with offense on the you know the uh, defense vertically um, axis defense vertical axis offense horizontal axis Cowboys are just slightly below average on offense in terms of their EPA per play but way up there uh, in terms of defense one of the four best teams um, in terms of defensive EPA by uh, EPA per play the Packers are like slightly below average on defense and like behind the Titans and Cardinals and bucks and dead, even with the jets in terms of offensive EPA, they're just not a very good team. Like in this quadrant, this bottom left quadrant, the bears are not there. The Raiders are not there. Falcons are not there. Um, It's the lions. who are just terrible on defense and the lions, the chargers Cardinals, the Packers, the Steelers, the Texans and the Panthers. That's where they live right now. Yeah. Now they're closer to getting into another, like they're closer to a, a better quadrant than some of the other teams, but they're just not very good.
1: And they're facing a Dallas team that I just feel like has the ability, I mean, we saw this before against Chicago, they have the ability to just run away with things. 50, 49 points, they can drop 50 on you in a hat, on, on the turn of a hat. And you have Dak Prescott, who is now not only has games under him since returning, but he has a full week of rest coming off the bye. I mean, it just feels like, and, and possibly even Zeke Elliott after two weeks off, could be a could be a tough day for them. Because the biggest thing for, for me outside of Aaron Rodgers and the offensive struggles are you can run on the Packers. You can run on this team. Mm-hmm. So this could be a big Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott type of game on top of what we see. From Dak, C.D. Lamb, Schultz, and and you go down the list there. This could be a big Zeke and Pollard game, too.
0: Yeah. It feels like they could lean into the run, pound the ball, force Aaron Rodgers to be one-dimensional. He suddenly, you know, Michael Parsons is, um, you know.
1: Like, well, if Aiden Hutchinson is making plays, what's Michael Parsons going to do? I mean, he's just going to wreck the game. He's going to thrash him, yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's...
0: It's going to get ugly, potentially. I don't see how I could take the Packers here. It's like, it, you know, it was like, well, I guess the Packers did cover against the Bills, didn't they?
1: Yeah, but that was what? Uh, was it 11? 10 and a half?
0: It was like 13.
1: It was, or was it 13, really? So, I mean, you know, we're talking about five points. And again, all, you know, albeit, you know, they were on the road and all that. And now they're at home. But still. Five points? I'll lay five points. The, the Cowboys should win this by a touchdown. I, I can't imagine that this turns into any sort of a field goal type of game. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Especially a, with Romeo Dobbs now out, Aaron Jones expecting mean, to play, play I think. But, di- but dinged up. Yeah. You kind of run on the Cowboys, too. If they if they were to, like, lean
0: in and just pound the ball and, like, actually do what, you know, Nagler said they should do, then maybe they can run the ball effectively.
1: Um they just haven't – they've just refused to do that to this point. So it's tough to keep saying if they do this, if they do this, if they right, do exactly this, right. they're probably telling you they're not doing something it. going
0: to start now, exactly. All right, let's take a look at – keep going back and forth. Our our boss, Eric Kay, is complaining that we didn't talk about – anyway. Um, I don't need really to complain about him. Nobody cares about him. Colts at the Raiders. Raiders now minus 6.5, over under 42.5. That line has moved half a point. Finally – uh, on the news that Jeff Saturday is the coach of the um, Indianapolis Colts. We don't know yet who is going to call plays because there's nobody on the roster or the coaching staff who's ever called plays before, which is a thing I'm pretty sure we've said on this podcast 17 times in the last
1: 48 hours. Never,
0: nevertheless.
1: Uh, I mean, it's so, worth repeating because sure. not only, it's not only this. Not only are we talking about not having an offensive play caller, but it's not like Matt Ryan's the quarterback either who has decades of experience and can kind of do it by himself. You're talking about Sam Ellinger, who's what? This is going to be his third start? It's not like you have a veteran in there that could kind of run things on his own. You're green all over the place on offense in terms of play calling.
0: Oh, there's a good point. Uh, at, at the Honest NFL, this would be our pal Ryan Wilson, um, he said Scott Milanovich called the plays of Jacksonville after Hackett was fired. I don't know why people are saying there's no way with experience doing it on the Colt staff. If if he's got if if you got anybody with experience calling any plays, you got to be the play caller. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I don't think they've announced yet as of you know, Tuesday afternoon as we're recording this. If there's going to be somebody who is going to call the plays, that would make sense though. I like the idea of Reggie Wayne calling plays. <laughs> sure. Jeff Saturday, Reggie Wayne just marching up and down the field.
1: Well, I'll tell you a, a different kind of storyline that I'm I'm watching for this game. Obviously, everybody's watching Jeff Saturday. How's this Colts-Frankenstein kind of coaching staff going to work itself out? But for me, I'm concerned for Josh McDaniels because what happens if Jeff Saturday beats him? What happens if all of a sudden, like we saw last week, where it kind of felt like they were going to get right against Jacksonville, they blow a 17-point lead, and then all of a sudden, you're talking about another coach very much on the hot seat. I, just, I, I, mean, be, I, I
0: agree with you. Like, I mean, it's like Wilson said last night um, after re- recapping Monday Night Football. It's like, how can you, you know, you can't lose if you're Josh McDaniels, you can't lose to the team that you ditched, who just fired the guy who replaced you with Jeff Saturday with no no re- reasonable play call, No, nobody with any reasonable play calling experience. And at home as a seven point favorite against Sam Ellinger, like you just can't, you can't lose this
1: game. And I'll tell you, I don't think that's going to happen. I I like the Raiders in this spot. I don't know if I'd be laying six points here, to be perfectly honest with you, but I don't see that happening. But it's one thing that I'm watching because if the doors fall off and just everything goes awry and and this this whole thing kind of rebounds in favor of the Colts, Josh McDaniels is in a lot of trouble. That dude's a lot, in a lot, a lot of trouble. Trouble. But I'll say this: the the Raiders defensively should be able to match up well. We saw the Patriots absolutely maul them last week. Matt Judon was an absolute force. I think they had what nine sacks in the game. It was just an onslaught. Max Crosby can be a similar type of impact player that Matt Judon was and wreck the game defensively. The, the
0: Colts are absolute crap. I mean, along just, the
1: offensive line and and you know Ellinger just. It, this could be. This should be a game that they get right. The Raiders. It's just a very interesting scenario because of how poorly they've played so far. Uh, yeah,
0: I think. Is it? Um, are the Colts getting revenge on McDaniels, or is McDaniels getting revenge on the Colts? A lot of double revenge games this week.
1: Yeah, it's but it's and also I one revenge game last week. Now I got to parse which revenge, which side of the revenge. We don't even know role what role. the revenge is for, though. At certain points, it's like, well, I guess McDaniels could have gone. It's just. McDaniels left him
0: at the altar, so the Colts should be trying to get revenge. The Colts on the game. should be mad. Yeah, like Jim Dorsey definitely hates Josh McDaniels. Sure. Absolutely. And Chris Ballard probably does too. But I don't, yeah. I mean, hmm. but I feel like Josh McDaniels could be like getting some revenge. I don't know. Uh, I are I just
1: like, haha, I, I am good. I don't, yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What that, I don't know if that's revenge or if it's just a little, little vanity. Spite. Well, there's
0: spite. It's like, hey, like. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you I, I this look didn't have to be revenge, can you just be spike? Sure. All right. <laughs> it's got too much going on here. Um the uh finally, let's talk MVP odds and offensive rookie of the year odds. Looking at these future bets. The MVP is interesting because you can't
1: price out Josh Allen. Like he has to stay where he was. But I'll tell you what. Did it flip? Because I'm seeing Mahomes now. Was Mahomes, Mahomes is now the always- favorite
0: at two to yeah. one? Allen plus two twenty five. Jalen Hurts plus two fifty. Lamar all the way up to nine to one after the Ravens won um, against the uh, Saints on Monday night. Tua down. Wow. Tua down from twenty to one to fifteen to one today. Mm. Jerry Burrow twenty to one. Geno Smith twenty five to one. He's in the mix. He's just in the mix, people. Um, and then it basically a huge drop off after that, where you have cousins and Herbert at fifty to one, Dak and Tyreek at a hundred to one, Tom Brady at a hundred to one, Justin Jefferson, at 125, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, none of these guys. I don't think anybody down past I would consider Tyreek at a hundred to one. I know I was, I was
1: just going to bring that up. That's exactly because who I, I was last night, and they were like, That's insane. I'm like, look, I mean if I mean, Tyre- yes, it's, it's, Tyre- he's a wide receiver. So, yes, it is insane for that respect because the MVP is a quarterback. But award.
0: you could easily make the case that it's like people will look at what the Dolphins did and say it's because they added Tyreek.
1: Like, Tua- I'm with you. I think that if you are going to give Tua Tungvalu votes, they actually should be Tyreek Hill votes. Because the reason why Tua is having the year that he has is because of Tyreek Hill being in that mm-hmm. offense
0: and if he has um by the way offensive player of the year award Tyreek Hill is going to be He's not even on the list i was, was going to say doing. he should be smashing that i was i was i was, was going to see if he's anything above 10 to 1 or like yeah. between, I mean, 3 to 1 yes can't do that although i mean you could argue he's going to cruise that uh, i mean Jaylen we're Hart talking Hussle.
1: about a guy that could conceivably break the all-time receiving yards record this year and the all-time reception yards record in a single mm-hmm. season I mean he's he's on track for at least one of those and in the ballpark for the other if he does that and the Dolphins win the division I don't know again he's a wide receiver this is a quarterback award but that would be the closest thing I think we would get since Derrick Henry a couple of years ago
0: it's just like you could like did did Cooper Cup get more votes than Matthew Stafford last year uh, probably MVP? let me
1: look at 20, probably, so. and it's a similar kind of thing. I mean, I, you know, it's Tua is, he's not doing what Patrick Mahomes did for a great example last week against Tennessee. It's Rogers got
0: 39, Brady got 10, Cooper cup got one, Matthew Stafford got zero. Okay. So, and now that's the top, but now here's the, here's the catch is that and the problem is like Tyreek Jalen hurts has to fall off some. Mahomes has to sort of struggle down the stretch. Like I think that there's a case to be made where if Hertz doesn't finish the way he started, like Hertz is, Hertz would be my MVP right now. Yep. If Josh Allen's hurt, Hertz kind of struggles and Mahomes is like just fine, that you could see the case being made for Tyreek Hill in a season where there's just not a ton of great quarterback play.
1: Right. And and so the thing is for yeah, me, and obviously it
0: was missed games.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's what? Well, that's that's true too. I know if you're making the case for if you're making the case for Tyree Kill, he's maintained his production pretty much, right? Yeah. No matter who's his, who his quarterback's been, so that will almost help his MVP com- you know candidacy, if you will. But I would say probably Jalen Hurts is going to be a tough one to beat, like you're saying, because if all of a sudden they, I mean, if they mess around and they're like, you know, seventeen and zero or sixteen and one, I mean, fourteen and three. I mean, that number Hurts, one Hurts seed probably by a, a mile.
0: I mean, I have Hurts preseason, so I'm not going to be dabbling in it, you know. Yep. Oh, wait, hold on. We're just going to... Oh. All right, here we go. Okay. Colts interim head coach Jeff Saturday is expected to have 30-year-old pass game specialist, assistant quarterbacks coach Parks Fraser serve as the offensive play caller starting Sunday against the Raiders. Sources tell me in rap sheet, according to Tom Pelissero.
1: Okay. 30-year-old. Sure. Sure. Does he have experience? Fine, whatever. Or, or, or they or they view, or, or they view him as just an interesting offensive mind. Fine, uh, but, but I mean, I wonder how much that's gonna. It will this impact the line at all? I mean, I don't know. I think it's nah, going to stay so. the same. I think it's gonna it, like this isn't really gonna do too much for me. I mean, this is wild. It's
0: insane. <laughs> it's, I just we got to figure out what top what Parks Frazier's. Uh, experiences real quick. Let's just um let's see. He was at uh, uh he was at Sanford in twenty fifteen as a defensive quality control assistant, middle Tennessee State, Arkansas State, joined Indianapolis Colts as assistant to the head coach. So he's Dwight. He's Dwight Schrute for two years. <laughs> well, offensive quality control in twenty twenty, assistant quarterback's coach in twenty twenty one, pass game specialist, assistant quarterback's coach in twenty twenty two. Man. Okay. Interesting. Interesting times in Indy. Oh, he did work with Philip Rivers in 2020. There you go, well. Mm. They They're like in 2020, he assisted with the offense. They like mentioned Philip Rivers, how well he played. Okay. That's quite yeah. the. Uh, look, I'm not. I don't want to question the guy.
1: Right. You know. Obviously, we don't. Nobody knows. I mean, he, I'm sure he doesn't even really know. But it just feels like there's just way too much. He was born in 1991. So he's like a little older. He's a little older than me. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's thirty,
1: and I wouldn't you're run it. No, no, off- no, I wait. shouldn't run an offense.
0: Right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like he's got like an active Twitter account. You know, <laughs> that's that's how.
1: Like, <laughs> he had top friends once in MySpace. Like he's he's right there.
0: No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, he's no, he never had MySpace. That's the thing. It's like he's like too young to have MySpace.
1: <laughs> oh okay. man! All right, sure.
0: All right, finally. Let's talk uh, offensive player of the year. As we mentioned, oh no, offensive rookie of the year. Excuse me. They actually have offensive rookie of the year. Offensive player of the year up. Kenneth Walker, the favorite at minus 110. Damian Pierce, plus 160. Chris Olave, nine to one. Garrett Wilson, 16 to one. Drake London, 25 to one. Brian Robinson, 25 to one. Juan Dale, 25 to one. George Pickens, 33 to one. I remember when George Pickens was like eight to one before the season. Uh, And then Pickett, Pacheco, Rashad White, Bailey Zappi. I don't see a whole lot of love on here. Any thoughts on uh, offensive rookie of the year?
1: I think these have been pretty volatile from week to week. Oh, they've so, been flying all over the place. So you can there. Are, there, I think that there is a little bit of value. The first, I'll go, and it's not as obviously as much value, but nine to one for Chris Olave. Yeah, Olave stood out to me. I mean, really interesting. There. Nine targets last night, over seventy yards. He with Michael Thomas now officially out for the year. He is someone who's going to get a ton of volume, and if he starts just you know piling up stats, he's somebody that is is really interesting to me. The other one is I, I think George Pickens at thirty three to one is is interesting this, because they were on the bye last week, and I think everybody's kind of sleeping on it. And they lose Chase Claypool or they trade away Chase Claypool, opening up more targets. I think Claypool was averaging around six targets a game if he takes half of those and already kind of has that rapport with Kenny Pickett, he has the talent to go on a pretty significant run down the stretch. Sure. And especially when we envision what Pittsburgh may be trailing and at, at some point in all of their games. So they're going to be chucking it all over the field. George Pickens to me is interesting because this feels like an award that whoever's going to win it is going to win it in the, the final six weeks. Like, you know, yeah, they have to build a foundation prior to that. Well, we, you saw, high, we
0: saw it where, Jamar Chase flipped it last year. Yeah, like I mean the like, Mac Jones was rolling and 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 he completely flipped it on him. So yeah, I think it needs to be somebody. I also think it needs to be the only downside with um, Pickens is you can win this award without your team being great. Like like we've seen, but you have to put up. I, I think if you're going to make a push at the end of the year, it helps to make a push that yeah. get, like like Jamar Chase is. Monster game came against the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs. You know they they steal the division. Yada yada yada.
1: Like like all that stuff helps in a big way. So so there is maybe that narrative there with Alave. Not so much. Maybe Garrett Wilson too. Yep. Yep. I, I, but not 61. so much. Obviously not so much Pickens. But Alave. I mean that division. Everybody's under five hundred. I know yeah. they lost last night, but like New Orleans could easily be the team that rises to the top. And if Alave is their leading receiver and he's blowing doors, then. That's that's interesting right now, at nine to one. I believe it was like eight to one last night too. So it's actually moved in the other. Oh, direction.
0: you know I'll tell you who's a sneaky one. Oh, this is all right, this is this is the bet I would make? Sure. Isaiah likely hundred to one. Ooh. What if Mark Andrews is like banged up and misses a ton of time, and Isaiah likely becomes his focal point for the Ravens' offense at tight end?
1: Yeah, especially when there was already kind of like a preseason. And
0: he caught a touchdown last night. Didn't really hype. move because it's like already. I actually don't think that. I mean, this is dumb. Kenneth Walker minus one ten is I, I don't wouldn't I don't want to you know we're nine weeks into the season there's so much time left
1: and you never know I mean that's yeah, it, like I mean, that's, one injury yeah I'm not, is, yeah, I'm not taking that weeks. for injury just purposes alone exactly exactly
0: it's but it does feel like he could if he play if he plays the entire season it feels like he could like run away with it
1: yeah yeah uh, for sure all right.
0: uh, that is it for us thanks for watching thanks for listening we're we'll back tomorrow with the Brady Quinn football show we'll decide. What charity? Brady will be donating another thousand dollars to for the Jets' uh, victory. I think it's up to four thousand dollars.
1: That is a tough look. I mean, right? I mean, right. hey, listen, that's great. It's going to charity and everything. But I'm sure Brady is happy to do it. But at the same time, he's like,
0: Man. I think he's Man. probably thinking he was going to have to worry like about like giving away two thousand or three thousand right. dollars like for the <laughs> year. It's like a lot of game left, buddy. <laughs> uh, for Sully, I'm Brenton. Talk to you guys later.